It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Janet Fletcher is the author or co-author of nearly 30 books on food and beverage, and her journalism has received three James Beard Awards and the IACP Burt Green Award. And her food writing has appeared in numerous national publications, including the New York Times, Savour, Fine Cooking, and Food and Wine. Her latest book is Wine Country Table, with recipes that celebrate California's sustainable harvest. It's a luxurious guided tour of breathtaking farms and wineries with a garden-to-table cooking class from a prominent Napa Valley chef. It is just a gorgeous book, and Janet's joining me today on Amy's Table. Welcome, Janet. I'm so glad you could speak with us today. Thanks for having me, Amy. Happy to be here. Well, you know, it's funny, as I was thumbing through the book, I kept talking to the book like, oh, that's gorgeous. Oh, that's beautiful. The photography, the the tips on storage of fruits and vegetables, the recipes, the background on the wineries. This is really a textbook, if you will. And of course, you said really your heart and soul on this is all about the sustainability. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people don't really recognize what sustainability means when it comes to growing our food or making our wine. It's not so much about whether you do spray or don't spray. It, it's a, uh, in your vineyard or your orchard. It's much a, a much bigger picture of practices uh, that have to do with saving resources like energy and water, uh, being good to your employees, being a good member of your community. Uh, so all, all the wineries that are profiled in this book, and there are 15 of them, are considered I would say role models of sustainability. Same with the farms. Um, the farms were chosen because they are just uh, leaders in their practices in responsible farming, I would call it. Well, you know, I was reading the foreword in a quote by Karen McNeil really stuck with me. And it's in California, wine country is not just an alluring place. It's a set of values. And clearly the people that you selected share the value of sustainability. Yeah, I mean, I heard so many wonderful stories as I uh, interviewed these these people. I had the great fortune to be able to travel uh, throughout the state and meet these folks and hear their stories. A lot of them are multi-generational, especially the farmers. They are fourth, fifth. Our pear grower, the pear grower I featured is a sixth-generation uh, pear grower. And, you know, for people like that, it's all about being able to pass the land on to the next generation better than uh, it was given to them. So they are con- that's another factor about sustainability, Amy, is that it's about getting better every year. You don't sit on your laurels, uh, even though there is a sustainable certification for wineries. Part of being sustainable and maintaining your certification is that you, you try to get better every year and do something each year that you weren't doing before, whether it's, you know, Figuring, you know, installing solar panels to save energy or coming up with some sort of employee um, wellness plan. Uh, it's, it's constant improvement. Well, you bring up a couple of points I want to touch on. One is the, the, the food world and the offerings that we can all get are so gigantic now that we often forget if you keep going backwards, backwards, backwards to the source you know, in this case, it's families, as you say, multi-generational. Their heart and their soul is in this. They don't want to poison their land. They don't want to poison their business. They want to be able to pass it on for generations to come. And I think that that is so 
it gets lost sometimes, which is why I think that we've all embraced the local movement because we can see it. But in this big world right now, local is California to me in Kentucky, isn't it? Just well, mean- <laughs> I know we do in California supply a lot of the nations and the world's yeah. uh, supply of certain crops like almonds. Uh, but I, to me, these farmers, uh, they each one has a story. And um, they, you know, I, I hope people will look at the book as a chance to understand where their food comes from because people yeah. are always saying they want to know where their food comes from. And this book is a... Uh, it, it, takes people back to the farm. It shows what some of these decisions are that farmers have to make, how they deal with nature, because every year is a different year. And also, I hope people will use it as a, as a reference book, because there's a lot of information about how to, how to store produce properly, how to select it properly, how to know when it's ripe and in best condition. Got a lot of that information from the farmers who, I mean, who knows better than a farmer how to pick a ripe pear or oh. For sure. I mean, this is, it really is. It's just put together so well and so approachably so that you can go through and learn all of this. Well, if you wouldn't mind, if I'm looking at the North Coast, which is fog-friendly farming, I like that. Is there somebody there that really stands out as a star to you in sustainability? Well, North Coast is, of course, one of our premier wine-growing regions, and where a lot of our top uh, Chardonnays and Cabernets come from. Na- that North Coast includes Napa Valley and Sonoma County. I am a big fan of Cape Red Cellars. They have, and this is photographed in the book, the most amazing garden you will ever see, a culinary garden that they use for their hospitality. So Cape Red has always been, uh, I think, a leader in showing that kind of warm California hospitality to their visitors, and they use that garden to showcase uh, their principles about, you know, ecological farming, uh, responsible farming. And there's a lot of interplay between the garden and the vineyards. You know, they'll use a lot of the um, compost from the vineyard in the garden. Mm. And they have honeybees. They keep honeybees. And it's just kind of a uh, complete ecosystem there. Yeah. Right? It is absolutely beautiful. As you say, there are so many photographs of it, and I'm looking at this garden saying, I would like to just pick that up and bring it home. That's so beautiful. And and the relation between the winery and what they're serving guests, the fact that they cross over is the ultimate in sustainability, isn't it? Doing the compost and all. And and then, of course, you move into the inland valleys, and I love that you call that America's Eden, Tell us a little bit about who are some real star players in sustainability there. Well, the Inland Valley is the Sacramento Valley and the San Joaquin Valley. It stretches for several hundred miles down the center of California, and it's really where so many of the nation's fruits and vegetables are grown, especially uh, tomatoes and almonds and cherries and walnuts. I One of the stories that I loved uh, the most was visiting an operation called Enzo, E-N-Z-O. They are uh, getting started in olive uh, oil production, growing olive trees, which is not what the family has done for generations. They farmed other crops. Uh, But the young uh, next generation uh, in the family said, we need to move into something that's more part of the future. And he persuaded the family to plant olive trees, and they are making the most delicious extra virgin olive oil uh, that's now ending up you know, on shelves in specialty stores all over the country. So it's really helping this part of California, which for the most part just did uh, 
didn't do specialty food. It just did commodity crops that never had a brand on them. Mm-hmm. He's now putting a brand uh, from this part of California, from Fresno, on his olive oil, and it's going out to the, to the nation to show how, um, to give some stature to this uh, part of um, California's um, agricultural economy. Right. Wow. Wouldn't that be great if California could do to olive oil what they did to wine? <laughs> well, it's happening. Yeah. It really is. We, we, uh, the numbers on olive oil are staggering. How much olive oil is now extra virgin, really fine olive oil is now coming out of California. And it's quite affordable compared to the European oils because um, our growers are growing it in a way that it can be machine harvested very successfully instead of hand labor. So that's bringing the cost down quite a bit. Janet, I just saw a, a piece on CBS Sunday Morning about the fact that there's a little bug that is infecting the uh, olives in Italy. Have you heard about this? It's just oh yes, I have my oh. own trees. I know all about it. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so worrisome. So it's like great to know that maybe <laughs> California is yeah. stepping in at the right time. Well, they are going to help fill the gap a little bit, but we have the same problem. So um, they are having to figure out how to combat this little fly um, organically, and um, it's a struggle. Yeah. Nature throws these curves at you, and I think that's what I found so admirable about these farmers and grape growers and vintners is that they are unbelievably um, adaptive and innovative, and I... uh, and it just was inspired by their ability to keep looking for solutions and maybe transition to another crop when uh, the market demanded it. Um, but they are they are not conservative, stick in the mud folks. They are always looking for the next, uh, you know, the next solution, which the next, is so the next technology. Yeah, which is so great for people to know. There are real people working hard on all of these things that we enjoy and take take for granted. I mean, you know, not always take for granted, but there's a lot of people working hard on all these lovely fruits, vegetables, wines, everything that's available to us. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Janet Fletcher about her gorgeous latest book, Wine Country Table, with recipes that celebrate California's sustainable harvest. And so let's just take one little minute to go through the Central Coast, which you call the salad bowl for the nation. Yeah, the Central Coast is, you know, that word coast is, is key because it means that it's influenced by the Pacific Ocean. So there's a lot of cool air coming off the ocean that um, really cools the grapes down at night and lingers in the morning. So um, it allows the grape growers down there to grow some of the varieties that really like a cool climate, like uh, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. And uh, in, in terms of uh, produce, it's uh, the sweet spot for things like um, lettuces, artichokes, peas, uh, vegetables that don't want a whole lot of, of heat. So it's a, it's a productive region um, for crops that can't be grown all that successfully in the warmer inland valleys. Well, it is. The photos just are amazing. You just want to jump right into them and go lend a hand on the farms. <laughs> it's hard work, Amy. Oh, I know. I know. You know, I was driving through that area one day in early morning and I could smell the soil, which I just found to be so incredibly cool. I mean, the, I was driving through fields that were being worked and it, it was just I couldn't believe it, how how really rich and, and 
I could smell the soil. That's all I can say. I just remember thinking, wow, I love this. Yeah, sometimes you can smell the Brussels sprouts and the broccoli and the garlic, too. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, that's so cool. That's very cool. So what are they doing there that is particularly good for sustainability? Well, uh, let me um, mention one thing that I think people don't think about when they think about sustainability, and that's um, being a... a, um, good part of the community. So I was visiting an operation called Scheid, S-C-H-E-I-D. They are large grape growers and winemakers in the Monterey area. And um, they had a, a large vineyard that was not producing great grapes or up to their standards. And it was near a community called Salinas, which is quite low income. And they took that uh, vineyard and they turned it into a soccer field and donated it to the community. So, uh, and they've become very involved in um, coaching the young kids in, in soccer and just embraced that um, aspect of uh, helping build the community because their view is if we don't have a healthy community around us uh, with people who want to be there, then we don't have a healthy workforce, we don't have you know, consumers, it's not good for our operation, right? The community. So, a lot of these vintners and growers, I think, see community involvement as a, a key part of their their operations. There's another vintner up in um, in another area uh, in Northern California, uh, Larry Turley, who has m- made a statement to his employees that he will pay college to state college tuition for any employee's children. Wow. Yeah. He's um, already put four through state school, and he says there are about 28 more that will qualify, and he stands ready to do that. So there's just a lot of investment going on um, in the workforce and in the community. And and sustainability certainly comes with many different facets. That I'm really glad to have learned that. Well, Janet, it's a terrific book. I encourage everybody to check out Wine Country Table with Recipes That Celebrate, California's Sustainable Harvest. It's sort of part cookbook, part travelogue, part wine Bible. It's just got everything you need in there to really understand California's wine country. Janet Fletcher, thank you so much for joining me today on Amy's Table. My pleasure, Amy. Thank you. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tolman. Yeah. Q102.